Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today today is the 18th of July, year of our Lord 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nick. The band is back together. No more solo pods for the foreseeable future. Uh, but but we we made we made the best of a bad situation last week, uh, and we did get our thoughts out there, just kind of not together. But it feels good to be back in the same uh, Zoom with you. Yeah, it does feel good to be back in the same Zoom with you. I feel like we were like a uh, uh, like a clickbait blog. Like we just we we each did separate ones, posted two. Like we're trying to trying to juice up the the numbers. That wasn't the case, yeah. as I explained last week on my solo pod. Uh, it was, it's my fault that we didn't record together last week. You got any, you want to do a, a self performance review before we jump into piston stuff? How do you think you did? You got any notes on your solo performance? You've done a few of them, but it's been a while, like a year or plus since you've done one. Yeah. I didn't listen back. I don't know. The, the reviews were positive. Uh, I don't necessarily like hearing my voice i've gotten used to it like when i was younger when i didn't do as much stuff whether it be tv or podcasts i really hated my voice now i've kind of just like gotten used to it it is what it is but um yeah i mean the reviews were good so that's what i'm going by i didn't listen back i have one note you have a critique i have one what is it did you record it using a car microphone and then upload it using bluetooth what no, happened there so there's something going on <laughs> there's something going on with my because the like the first like 30 seconds were weird there's something going on with my logic which is what i record like make the make beats in where i basically have to take it from an aiff this is so ridiculous to start the podcast talk but I have to take it from AIFF and then convert it to an MP3. If I could just use the AIFF and upload that, it would have sounded totally fine. Yeah. But then I also can't convert an hour of audio to MP3 using the Google convert AIFF to MP3 because it would take hours. Yeah. So it sounded fine enough that I was like, all right, this is it. But yeah, there's like every beat I make, if the ones I send to you, I have to convert from AIFF to MP3 before I send it so it doesn't cuz it's AIFF like your phone won't just play that. Yeah, it took a few we don't need to get into all this, but yeah, that was my one note. Glad we got to the bottom yeah, of no, it. Yeah, no, that we, was the thing. That was the some thing. Some easy workarounds. We'll work on that next time. I'll I'll you can still send me the file and I will still edit it and I will just send it back to you. Yeah, but you were uh, busy, so but yeah. I was. We have two more games that we get to talk about today. But, well, actually, I guess there is kind of reason to talk about the Spurs game because I forgot Asar went off. I was just going to lead with, uh, oh, wow, so the Marcus Sasser thing, that's pretty fun. But I guess the same can be said about Asar after his last game against San Antonio. So I think we're rolling with the Flying Saucer for Asar's <laughs> nickname. Okay. The Flying Aucer, whatever you want to call it. But if I, his name it was actually pronounced Aucer, right, you have, to, Aucer you have crazy. to do some right. Eminem right like word bending but flying saucer i think is probably a good one somebody sent it to me i i, I apologize i don't want to because i did tweet it out after he did the tip dunk but the gentleman who tweeted it to me said he needs he wants me to make 
make it big to make it the nickname. So okay. I, I, I apologize if I forgot who tweeted it to me. You know who you are. I'll try to find it for the next time we pod, but people liked it. For Marcus, I saw somebody tweet the Sasmanian devil. Oh, my God. But yeah. then I was messing around, and I was like, the assassinator? Uh, we got to tread lightly on this podcast, because if it was up to us, Isaiah Stewart's nickname would be the Big Chimney. No, so Mr. We gotta, Chimney. Mr. Chimney. So I still think Mr. Chimney's better, but... I agree, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, I saw Asar Air was one, and I just think that sounds like a discount airline. And we don't flight shame here, but we didn't draft a no, discount airline. No, we flight airline. shame. We flight shame, but we're not going to do it here. I don't, though. I like. I guess you do. You flight shame Delta, which is the best one. Oh, because that's a, just a garbage experience. And I, that's not that's not flight airline. shaming, though, because that's not a discount airline. So if you can afford Delta, I, I, I don't feel. Oh, bad you said discount it. airlines. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we, don't yeah, yeah. we don't flight shame discount airlines. Yes. You're yeah. Right. When you when you adamantly were like, no, we do. I was like, if somebody told you that I mean, they flew a Legion and you laughed at them, nah, I'd be like, that's we, not very nice. We kind of diss spirit, but it's all right. Well, um, if bad baby could diss spirit. We can disappear. Shout out to what's bad baby up to? She's still rap. Wow, this sounds like something I would say, and then you would be like, "Hey, let's keep it on topic here, Chief." I mean, it's the off season. <laughs> like I'm 48 hours away from being on vacation. Like at this point, I don't care. I don't know, but her music is nice. I do like her music. Uh, one let's, thing I want right, to say. Let's, let's keep it on track. Let's relax. One thing I want to say about uh, Marcus Sasser is what was kind of weird. What uh, by the way it was Sasmanian Devil? I'm gonna go Sass-Manian with Sasmanian Devil. The I thought of the Assassinator. I thought of Assassination Day. Uh, Warmer. Okay, we can work. We'll let the people decide. I don't know who tweeted Sasmanian Devil again. I apologize. I saw somebody tweet it though. The other two were are my bars. Uh, it was kind of weird that when I was watching him, and I don't remember if it was Orlando or the Houston game. I don't remember which game it was. It was one of the first ones that he missed like everything that he put up and for some reason i got more enjoyment out of that than i did watching him put up 40 and that's i don't really such know a why nick take no like, i know and I'm, i really i know dude i'm I'm, so, I'm really not trying to be the guy here who's like oh, he, there was nobody playing in that game like it's summer league like who cares because he's on my team i loved the pick when it happened i think we nailed it like i think he's legit good but for some reason i was kind of just like lukewarm on it i think he wasn't it, playing that well offensively up until yesterday or the final summer league game. Yeah, it's this. It's this. And I talked about it in the solo pod, but those side steps and those step backs that he do that he does, it covers so much ground. And I know it's like it's going to work. I know it's going to translate. And I know when he gets to actually play, that's going to be so valuable. Yeah. What he showed against the was it, it was the Pacers uh, in the final summer league game was what everybody fell in love with at Houston, right? The shot creation, the ability to break guys down off the dribble, the ability to get his own bucket. Uh, I thought leading up to the Pacers game, I thought he was trying to be too much of a point guard. I thought he was trying to show too much in that regard and getting guys involved and being hesitant. Not that he wasn't shooting, uh, but I definitely felt like, and again, he was sharing the floor with Jaden for, I think, I forgot how many games Jaden played. I think two. He shared the floor with Jaden a lot for two and, secondary third tertiary ball handler at that point but even then like I just thought he was just not being the Marcus Sasser that everybody loved in college right um and even though he struggled in the first half of the Pacers game 
I think he scored nine in the first half, couldn't buy a jumper. You just saw, like, the comfortability, and, like, he just, like, un- he was like, all right, I'm just going to be myself, and if it looks like I'm ball hogging, then so be it, because I am an efficient, great scorer, and it showed, right? And that's just what he's – that's why I loved him in the draft. I never thought he would be – like this all NBA perfect player. I liked him because he was fun to watch. Like Alec Burks, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody who watches Alec Burks, you're like, that's a bucket. He just gets buckets. That's why the Sasser, like, he's, it's Terry Rozier. It's Terry you know, Rozier. They said on the broadcast, Eric Bledsoe. What do you think about that? I think I think uh, Sasser has better handle than Bledsoe. Ah. Defensively, yes. But Terry, people... Terry Rozier was a really good defender at Louisville. And it, then it just he got to the league and he scored a lot of points and was all set on defense. But <laughs> I mean, he does like Marcus is short, but he is like come like he's he's built. Uh, I could, he's not like Eric Bledsoe built, but he is built. I don't think he has the explosiveness getting off the ground like Bledsoe did. I just yeah, I I think he's gonna live in the dribble, 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 step back. Dribble, 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 cross you over, get to the whole like very Terry Rozier esque, and I've said that before. Um, but like I wasn't worried about him. It's summer league, like you said, forty points. It was in summer league, but that's like kind of how you want to ride out, right? right? You want to see shots go right. in. Um, to me, I mean the the defense he played most of summer league was great. Like the way he navigates through screens, his on ball defense is the way he rotates like he just is a step ahead defensively with how he sees the game um every yeah like to me it looked like Marcus was like his legs were dead early in summer league and I don't think you guys know like they had been practicing like two or three weeks prior to the first game the summer league team so like there's a chance he had dead legs yeah um and a lot of those shots were short and he's still probably not adjusted to the NBA three-point line so I was never worried um, the ease in which he scored in college, the fluidity in which he put together dribble moves to to create his own shot, like that stuff usually translates. Um, it was a matter of if the shot would translate or will translate, and I think it will. It just it might not be right away because he's teetering, playing a lot of basketball before he even plays his first game, and uh, you got to get adjusted to to the three point line. The Eric Bledsoe thing is like, what do we know about Eric Bledsoe that he was historically really good at for his entire career? Scoring a lot and drawing charges. I see both of those things in Marcus Sasser's future. And I'm not trying to sell it because I actually ultimately do agree with you more that the whole dribble, 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 step back, put it up. I, I think that will more or less be the essence of his game, which is also fine. If you're efficient at it, right, which I think if you're be. right. Right. Uh, the second thing I wanted to say is something I brought up in my solo pod that I wanted to bring up to you. Um, but also kind of thinking about this in real time, are we going to have a Frank Jackson revolution with Marcus Sasser in that, hey, let's just not do that. Let's just not pretend he's a point guard. Let's just put him at the two and do that. And then I don't think this is going to be high in the food chain in terms of things that Monty Williams is like chomping at the bit to try out. But killing at the one, Marcus Sasser to pass first and score first, two guys who are great on defense, I think it makes sense. I think there's room for that. So where does Burks play? Well, this would be like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean by, you know, maybe this is one of those things that you try when it's the middle where of January. Where does Monty play? Well, again, this is 
one of those lineups that you save for a rainy day. This is not lineups, but one of these combos, these backcourts that you save for preseason game number three, for that game in the middle of January when Burks has missed the last three and, you know, Joe Harris is out with, like, a shoulder injury. You know yeah, what I mean? Fair. I think. I mean, I think it could work. Yeah, I thought you meant, like, God, opening no. day rotation. No, God, no. Like, try it. There might be something there. I feel like if there's anything that, like, hey, maybe this will work for Killian – you know, if you give him a guy who, well, but then at that point, you just give him Jaden Ivey, who's like actually good at scoring. Well, Marcus Sasser is good at scoring, but you know what I mean. Here's a question for you. I don't know how Monty will, if he'll operate like Dwayne, where he uses an all bench unit. So basically 10 man rotation. Um, In Phoenix, he didn't, not to say that like the Pistons are, how do I say this without sounding crazy? Phoenix's issue was the bench. They had a poor bench. The Pistons have players, some good, some unproven, but he can go deeper in his bag in Detroit than he could in Phoenix, right? If there's a 10-man rotation, if he goes a 10-man rotation, who who are the 10 names that, that you think he goes with? I'm going to forget one or two, so stay with me here. All right, I'll uh, count for you. Cade, Ivy, Bogey, Stu, Duran. That's five. Burks, six. Joe Harris, oh seven. Morris, eight. Liv, nine. And then the remainder is what? Bagley or Wiseman? You're forgetting. Like if we're if you're Livers. Asar. Oh, I'm. Oh, yeah. There it is. Asar Thompson. Boom. There's ten. So they're not gonna. So who's gonna be the backup? Are they just gonna have Stu play starting four and backup five? You think? I see where you're going with this. I think the um, I think the last rotation spot comes down to Livers and Harris. And I think there's I I am not predicting this. I'm saying there could be a world if they if Stu doesn't shoot well throughout camp or whatever and Livers does that maybe Livers starts at the 4. I could like I that wouldn't completely surprise me. I'm I'm just saying based on the names you just went through I agree that the five, the first five you named, Monty, Morris, and Asar are locks. Um, and Burks are locks, assuming they're he's on the team, right? So that's eight. I would put Livers in there, and I would put um, probably you have to probably go with another big, unless you're just gonna. I mean, Stu can't play forty eight minutes, right? So you're gonna have no, to play another I don't think big. So. So that leaves yeah. Harris out. Maybe he goes eleven man rotation, but that's starting to get a little it's a little much. He ran a few like eight man rotations in his time in Phoenix. I don't think he's gonna get away with doing that here though. Well he had no choice. It was like Right. Yeah, that bench was bad. Yeah. I got a few notes on the on the Bigs situation. What do you say we get to it after we take a quick break? Sure. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, as it pertains 
to trade stuff in the NBA. We've uh, been hearing some rumbles over the last week about were the Pistons talking to Dallas about doing some uh, doing some swap for Tim Hardaway Jr. Maybe get a first. You know, you send Bogdanovich, you send Killian Hayes. At this point, is that something that we could expect in the future, or is that just like a thing that they talked about and it's done? Uh, to my knowledge, me and Cato reported uh, that it was something that was talked about. I mean, it could be revisited. I know they really want bogey. Um, it sounds like to me they don't really want to give up. I think it's a 2027 20, first that they have. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of stalls it for Detroit. Maybe there's another way to acquire the first or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think it's – I don't think it's a secret that uh, like Bogey could get traded. I I genuinely think they would like to keep him, but if there's an offer that makes sense, I could obviously they they got to do what they got to do. Um, and like I wouldn't be surprised if something comes along where they got to do what they got to do. As for Killian, we just watched, we just named a ten man rotation. You didn't have him on there? Potentially 11, and he still wasn't on there. Yeah, possibly. Um, I know, I think Troy said, uh, I I missed this comment. I might have been, like, using the bathroom or something because I left Vegas last week. I wasn't at the game. Somebody tweeted me, or somebody tweeted that Troy said he's interested to see what Killian looks like with Monty and Jarrett under his wing or something like that or with him and then they implied that that he won't get that means he won't get traded i mean i'm sure if we were rewound re rewound the tape Mm -hmm. that we could probably find him saying um positive or futuristic things about sadiq right that's exactly where my brain was i was like that's just gm speak he could say anything Right, and maybe he is, and maybe he meant like the next few months before yeah. the season starts, right? So, yeah, yeah. I forgot what your question was. Uh, just that is it something that they talked oh, about, and about that trades. was the end yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, Troy I'm st- Weaver, by the way, Las Vegas resident, uh, caught him on the local news talking about how the, talking about the heat wave in the <laughs> yeah. desert. That's a, it was. Uh, that was somebody. Yeah, somebody sent that to me. Like, is that Troy Weaver? I was like. Yeah, it is. Yeah. For those who didn't see it, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. For those who didn't see it, uh, Troy Weaver was just on like local Vegas CNN and they like put on the on the Chiron like Troy Weaver, Las Vegas resident. And he's just talking about the heat wave. I had never seen him talk about something that wasn't basketball. And he was like, it was almost as if he was excited that there was a camera in front of him and somebody was asking him about the weather. I need to. Yeah, I need to get this the story of how he. uh, Yeah. Like, did he just. Did they just like beg him to talk, and or and he just did it, or do you think it'd be funny? Because remember, there was something like that with Clay. Clay right? in New York, they were asking him about scaffolding, and yeah. he was just like, "Yeah, these buildings are really tall." <laughs> and that, that was it. It was like a similar situation. That was funny though. Yeah, I'm sure a producer probably just walked up and was like, "Hey, do you want to do this hit for us? It's like 45 seconds. We're just gonna ask you about the weather." And he's like, "I'm Troy Weaver. I have nothing else going on." <laughs> I mean, maybe he just needed a break from it. it looked like he was running. Yeah. Like oh, that's true. Run, yeah. So maybe we just need a little break. Some uh, TV time. 
before we took the break, I said I, I wanted to bring up the bigs, and uh, I still do because, you know, is there a world where Bagley is included in a trade like that and, and you try to get that Dallas first in, in any, you know, by any means necessary? Because for all intents and purposes, you know, you've even kind of alluded to in the last few weeks, like Wiseman or Bagley could also be the ones that they look to to ship out. And, and I, I have a few notes here, but the, the first thing I want to say is the way that I'm treating this, like these next few months, waiting for this this trade to happen, because it will, there will be one more. I believe that tra- they will make a trade between now and October, yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but that's just my hunch. I do. And I'm treating it like it's a White Lotus episode, like it's a Game of Thrones episode. Like you spend the whole week speculating who's going to, like when you know a character is going to die on a TV show and you're like, like, who's it going to be? Yeah. And I'm sitting here and every day I go over like, it would make sense that it's Bogdanovich for these reasons. And then the next day I'm like, it actually makes sense that it would be Wiseman for these reasons. And then I go down the list. Well, Bogdanovich is the most coveted of the names. If you're saying, realistically, there's, Five guys who could be traded. We could rank them in in order, right, if we want. Bogey because great contract and he's really good. Mm -hmm. I I think people misconstrue teams when a guy is in trade talks that the team doesn't like him. No, that's not the case. It's just teams really like him, and they might be able to, like at a point there's you got to do the value you got to look at value for value and see if it's worth it, right? And then Asar, what he did in summer league, like maybe makes you more willing to or whatever, right? So, um, like, Bogey's good. Obviously, that goes without saying. I think Detroit does want to keep him. But like I said, if there's an offer they can't refuse, I'm sure they'll do it, right? So, Bogey's number one. And then after that, it's like probably Burks, who I still don't think is going to be traded. But, again, Burks, if he gets traded, it's because he's good. And teams want them. Then you get to the tier where it's like the other three. Bagley is an NBA player. Like he's a scorer. He's like, there's no question that Bagley is an NBA player. It's just he doesn't play. He misses a lot of games. He struggles defensively, right? He's not an NBA player all the time. Sometimes he's a watcher. <laughs> fair. It's fair. Uh, and then Killian. Good defensively, good passer. Holes in his game. They got guards. Damn. Wiseman, uh, obviously, they hope that there's potential there, that there's stuff on tap, that with more playing time, he gets to be like a serviceable NBA big man. He's still so young. There's just, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, those guys aren't, if you're trading those last three, it's not like for value like you are for Burks and Bogdanovich. Those last three you're trading to make the roster, I guess, a little more smoother uh, to to unclog some things, right? So mm-hmm. there's there's levels to it, I mean, at the end of the day. I got to be honest, dude, if, if that notification does come, th- come through and, and I see that a trade happens and I see that, like, wow, the Pistons did give up on Bagley, they did give up on Wiseman, and they got, you know, whatever stuff in return, I'm going to be kind of annoyed. I'll be. I think that's going to feel pretty bad because you actually you, you'll actually care about the return if they trade Bagley or Wiseman in a non-package deal, and you will hear why in just a second, and it's all going to make sense, and you're going to sit there and say that makes complete sense, Nick. I agree with you. All right, let's hear it. 
Or at the very least, the fans will, right? And that's ultimately who I want on my side. Sure. It feels bad because you traded for one of these guys, both of these guys. You traded for two players that, like, we weren't that sure about, and then you ended up not being that sure about them. And it's like, if you wanted more concrete, this guy can play at the power forward position, John Collins just got traded for a bag of basketballs. Like, not doing that feels kind of bad because if I know that I can get a consistent 16 and eight on 53% from John Collins, there's been like this cultural revolution surrounding John Collins that people just don't believe that he's a good basketball player anymore. I don't know what season I missed. I don't know what series I I missed. I'm not a big John Collins fan, but yeah, I don't get it. I think he's better offensively than both of them combined. I think he's better defensively than both of them combined. And again, he got traded for like a nickel. The bar so defensively that, is low, but yeah. Yeah, but like if John Collins wants to be a world eater and eat a bunch of shots and swat him off the backboard like he can, we've seen him do it. Mm. That were the and case, it, he wouldn't be in Utah, but yeah. But And that's what pisses me off even more is that he's in Utah, is that that's where he went. I, I, you're making a valid point. Like you, Of course, in that scenario, you're going to have to – know that in a year's time, a year and a half's time, whatever, that he's going to be available for that price. Fair. I don't want to pay John Collins $25 million a year. But I get what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to shit on your premise. I, I get what you're saying. Like, do you want me to be the guy who's like, hey, we had the money. You know, it no, was there. It. You know? I get it. And, that's, and, and maybe me believing this tears down everything we said like two weeks ago when we were praising the team after free agency that like we didn't do the big dumb thing that some other teams had done. You know what I mean? Like we stayed headstrong in our vision. We're, we we continued to do it the right way. And like does trading for John Collins, even if it's quote unquote for nothing, right? You're basically getting him for free other than the price tag. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know because the two guys that you already traded for and are already not sure about when you already weren't sure about them when you traded for them to begin with, like, it I just... Get, I get what you're saying. I don't know. It doesn't feel saying. that good. But I do have a question because a lot of people have speculated that if Asar puts on a little more weight, you know, drink some water, uh, eat some fruit. I learned recently that fruit is really good for weight gain because there's so much water in it and water is like... So I learned that. That's a new thing. Uh, but can he play the four if he puts on a little more weight, Asar? I mean, yeah, I think so. Uh, but my belief has always been, like, he's there. A big reason of taking him was to take the pressure off Caden, Jaden defensively, where he can guard the opposing team's best wing, which sometimes is a four, right? Um, but usually, like, a nowadays point guards lead ball handlers stuff like that so i mean yeah i think there's a world i think there's lineups you could get away with him at the four i think so yeah uh i still think long term he projects as a three but who the hell i don't know basketball's positionless i guess it depends on who's who's around him uh at that time but yeah i don't i don't i don't disagree with what you're saying at least collins is proven and he plays right I'm not a big fan of his game, but I get what you're saying. So, good point. Good job. Have you oh, had a I, chance? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Uh, no, please. Go ahead. You, no, please. no, James. No, I insist. I was just going to say I didn't <laughs> listen to your solo pod. Where? Wh- oh, cool. Uh, how love? How much? I mean, I didn't listen to mine either. How much love for Asar did you have? How a crazy ton. Did you go? A yeah. ton. I started it with like, let's just do the Homer thing. Let's just get it out of the way. I was like, we all are in consensus that like, hey, we nailed this pick, right? Like every time he touches the ball, something good happens. Every time they get him involved, he makes the right play. Him and his brother, and we only got to see his brother play for like 20-something odd minutes for the Rockets before he turned his ankle. But like they are both unreal passers. Their vision is so – like they do the same shit, but it's it's always the right pass. It's always the right play. It's always the right decision. Good things always happen on either end if they get him involved. And the thing that I think you know rubbed everyone the wrong way in the in the first game uh, that we played against that was Orlando, right? That was the first summer league game. Yep. It rubbed people the wrong way that it felt like Asar was getting looked off and like he was just kind of a, a body out there running around getting some cardio. Uh, but then, you know, every single game is just a little bit better. It's a little bit better. He's he's catching lobs. He's 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 throwing down that, uh, you know, that put back dunk over that. dude. Like in the pick and roll, doing it, stuff, changing speed. Man. Yeah. And he had uh, he had one where he like went baseline, like lefty hook off the glass. And I was just like, what? So, at, you know, I texted you during the uh, uh, the Spurs game and I was like, bro, like, he's so good and you were like he's really good (laughs) like it's just i'm just i'm happy um i've seen a lot of people throw out some stanley johnson like what could have been's like that's what asar thompson is and i would like to say fashion wise you guys are onto something for sure uh playing asar is going to care about fashion yeah i don't know he's kind of like i've watched a lot of his interviews and he like i think him and i might be like best friends Really, I I I really what think, makes you there's, think that there's just something there. It's just a vibes thing. When I listen to him talk, I listen to his interests. I listen to him talk about basketball. I'm like, I think he would be a great interview. If I am able, ever oh, able to get yeah. a start, if I'm a, ever able to get him in a room, I think we would be best friends by the time the interview's over. I it's, love him, dude. Like no, you do. Of all the guys that Troy puts on that podium and is like, see, we drafted a really good person. He's like, we might miss the pick, but we drafted a really good person. I think Asar is my favorite dude so far. Do we need to do a dude ranking? <laughs> Let's do. Uh, uh, he's up there, though. No, for sure. He's up there. He's he's a he's a great kid. Um, very smart. Very smart. Almost shy. But like, still is himself, right? He's still getting yeah. used to the cameras. Like, I'm not sure if prior to uh, the draft that he had had that many cameras in his face, right? Like, he played at Overtime Elite. With all due respect, no, I I don't know if anybody covered Overtime Elite. If so, I apologize. Um, and then, yeah, he went to he was in high school before that, right? So, have you had a chance? This is what I was going to ask uh, before we got into our, uh, our our politeness off. Have you had a chance yet to ask him? about the transition from like you were went from shooting high school threes to NBA threes and mm-hmm. now you have like a year of that as experience do you think that's going to benefit his game at all have you had a chance to talk no, about that I didn't get to yet because uh he didn't shoot well <laughs> at summer league so it would have seemed like a it just the question didn't make sense right it wouldn't have made sense at the time but I I'm trying to think did I ask him that maybe out of practice I can't remember I don't think I have 
Well, you had written a story, that your most recent story for the, the Athletic. I guess I can give you the floor to, to pump it in just a second, but it's about three-point shooting. Well, not about three-point shooting, but you talk about the Pistons potentially being uh, a top 15 three-point shooting team next year and how it would be contingent on not just Cade playing games, but the shot actually falling, which I think we all believe it will. Uh, Jaden Ivey continuing to prove like, no, I can shoot threes in the NBA, which I think a lot of us were skeptical about. Um, and he'll you know, get guys cleaner like, looks playing alongside Cade than he took yep, last year. Yep. You have guys like Joe Harris. This is why you have Alex, Bur- Alex Burks. This is why you have Bogdanovich. This is why you have Morris. Um, Isaiah and Livers. Isaiah Livers. Like, by his standards, 36% last year was, was low. Like That's the question right. I wanted to see from Livers at Summer League is, like, are you a good shooter or are you a great shooter? He obviously didn't play, so we didn't get to learn. But I think this year is a big year for him in, in showing that, right? Yeah. And, and then I, I had Stu. I think Stu gets to thirty six percent this year. That's my that's my take. It just feels like if you if you do that well, you're top fifteen. Let's say they're fifteen on the dot, middle of the pack. That's thirty wins. They did it. Apex Mountain of the decade for the and Pistons. Should be. I mean, I think that's possible. But yeah, so I have to remember. Like, and I wrote it in the piece. Like, I know it felt like they were just like the worst three point shooting team of all time, and they were at a point last year. But they finished twenty first. Which is not good. Like, I'm not saying that's a good number, but based on them winning 17 games and maybe the memories you have when you think back to last year, you might think that's like, you might be kind of surprised that they were almost top 20. Uh, But they were only, and 1.2% is not as elementary as it sounds in terms of taking that leap, but the gap between 15th and 21st was 1.2%. And that's when you factor in, again, Cade, uh, Eventually he's going to shoot. Like I have no doubt about that. Stu only played 50 games, and he's their best shooting big. And he was on an upward trajectory before he went down. Um, yeah, and then you add Harris, who shoots. I guess you could you could play the game. Well, Kojo shot well from three last year, so Monty just kind of replaces that. It's like, yeah, but I think Monty Morris will probably have more volume of threes. Same with, like, Joe Harris and Rodney Magruder. If, if Harris is in the rotation, like, Harris's 40% is volume, right? Rodney played sporadically, and then at the end of the year, he played a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, even if Marcus Sasser adjusts quicker than we think he will, uh, that helps. I don't know. I just, like, think it's not that crazy, personally. But I don't think it's that crazy either. Somebody called and me crazy. What, for thinking that we could be top 15? Yeah. He said because four of the five of – the starters are below average. And I'm like, well, no shit. That's not what I know that they have been below average so far. Of course, but Cade shot over 40 in college. He has a good looking shot that could change. Ivy's going to get easier shots. Cause Cade's back. I believe in Stu's shot. So like, I don't think it's like, I don't think I was like reaching. I don't think I was extending my arm on that one. No father stretch my hands or arms or whatever the, the, bleach butthole you, song is uh, <laughs> it is hands you had it okay. uh i'd have to go back and look at like basketball reference because i don't remember this off the top of my head but was the first like 12 games that cade played when he missed he was like one of a hundred from three did that kill his three-point percentage from the year that bad or was he i don't remember if he was just kind of consistently just like that or if he just didn't recover from that initial He's I don't his rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he just still never like consistently shot the three ball well. But I mean, that didn't help. One for twenty one didn't help. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Alrighty, James, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Another thing to backtrack for a second here is if you are Detroit, and this is another thing I mentioned in the solo pod that I wanted to get your take on, because mm-hmm. I think you would have been proud of me, the dot connecting I did in real time, but instead of revisiting that, I'll just give you the prompt. If the Pistons by October end up trading for a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr., does that indirectly tell you how invested they are in Isaiah Livers? If you trade a guy like Bogdanovich who can play that 3-4, right, in exchange for a guy who can play the 2-3 but cannot play power forward, does that just tell you, okay, all of the eggs, not all of the eggs, but they have have some Isaiah Livers stock and they really want to see how this thing works out? I don't think that's a far-fetched conclusion, no. I mean, I think Troy has made it – Troy has made it clear that he's a fan of Livers, needs him to stay healthy. Like I don't think that's a I don't think that's a wild take at all. I think if you could, I don't think they would be upset with their four man rotation, and by four man I mean like power forward rotation being Stu being the Isaiahs, um, and then or even if you need to put Isaiah Livers at the three, like yeah, like you said, he can do both. He's got to rebound a little bit better, uh, to be a to play majority minutes at the four, but I think defensively he can do it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a wild take at all. No. Let's jump into some of the, uh, mailbag questions that you were not able to get to in your story. Let's just hash them out on the pod. Cutting room floor, cutting room floor, mailbag questions. Let's do it. This one from JB. Do you guys think I'm going to say you guys, even though this was just directed towards you. Do you guys think we will be back in the draft lottery next year? Yes. With 100% certainty. Yeah, that's the, the if if they're the if they pick 14th, that's back in the lottery. That means they just missed yep. the playoffs and they're in the lottery. Can I, I I'm I'm sorry for those who listen to the solo pod. I'm going to say this again cuz I just want to get your take on this, but as it pertains to the draft lottery, if I'm the Pistons and I Let's let's start from the beginning on if this. If you're the Pistons, you want to be as good as you can this year because this is the draft to have that Houston pick convey. If it's like May, right, and the draft process is starting to pick up, they, they're doing the combine here in Chicago, wherever it is, right? And LeBron says to Rich Paul or Maverick Carter, put Don't. the word out. Whoever drafts my son, when my contract is up, I'm signing there. Well, the word okay. is out already. Yeah. It's been out there, but when I'm, I know, I know, we all know LeBron. We know the ego. We know his. We saw it at the ESPYS, him going up on stage, being like, "I'm not retiring. I'm coming back for one more." It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there was anybody who was like, "What's going on with LeBron?" So, because he wants his name, when the Lakers in May aren't in the finals, when they're not in the Western Conference Finals, and he needs his, you know, his juice, and he re puts that word out there and confirms it. If I'm Detroit, am I focused on getting, keeping my lottery pick and then getting like a late, you know, middle to late first so that way I have all my bases covered and there's a chance that I can draft Bronny James? Am I throwing everything out the window? Am I throwing this entire restoration, this rebuild out the window and and just being like, LeBron, 
tear our roster apart for two years? I wouldn't put it past any NBA team. Uh, right? That's a year's worth of significant finances coming your way. I I I would not put it past any NBA team, including the Detroit Pistons, right? I think every single uh, organization, assuming LeBron stays true to what he said, that he's going to spend, he's going to play wherever Bronny goes, he's going to play there for a year. Assuming that holds, every single organization, they probably already have had this conversation, but they will have it again when that time comes. Yes. And I, I don't. I am. I'm weird on it, right? So I try to th- when I write or anything, I try to think of the perspective of the basketball perspective and why the front office slash ownership would do this. I can understand why they would do it financially. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, at the end of the day, this is a money making business. If you get LeBron on his farewell tour in Detroit, yeah, for sure. On the court, of course, you wonder what LeBron looks like at that a year from now. Uh, he he's not touching my roster, right? That has to be part of it. He's Agreed. signing for the minimum. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not messing up my roster construction this summer. I have to like pay Kate or whatever. I'm doing you a favor so you can play with your son. Yeah, you're taking the minimum. That's that's my thing is like from a basketball standpoint the team needs to have all needs like he has he should have no leverage at all. Like he's giving up LeBron has had leverage for 20 years. Yeah. In this situation he needs to go into it with he has no leverage. He's 40 years old at this point. Yeah. He's 40 yeah. years old. Teams aren't going to give him more than the minimum. Like he's when, by yes, him saying will, that he's they shouldn't if he's but saying they, but they will. No, they shouldn't though. Why? You know, they don't owe him anything. They terrorize. No, no, no they don't. You're right. Go ahead. Keep going. If if you're gonna get LeBron, LeBron doesn't need any more money. And, <laughs> We're pocket watching LeBron, dude. Come on, <laughs> come on. He, yes, he's gonna take. He's uh, everything. I'm laying out. All right, you want to come play here? You want to play with your son? You want to do the Ken Griff? You want to do the junior yeah, yeah, senior yeah. thing? The Gordy Howe thing. You're, you're signing the minimum. You're not tinkering with my roster. You'll probably start. I'm not. I'm going to give LeBron the benefit of the doubt that he'll still be serviceable whenever that time comes, a year, two years from now, whatever. And if your son's not playing well, he's not playing. But you can be here and you can have him on the road. You can be on the road with him. Like if he's not, he's not just in the rotation because he's your son. Right. If he spends half a season with the Motor City Crews, you can you don't have to go to road trips. So I'm just, I'm laying down, yeah, like to me, at, the ball's in my court in that situation. He has no leverage. Yeah, man. I tell you what, if I'm Tom Gores, I'm like, we've lost a lot of money these last few years. I don't know if that's actually true. That but is for not true. They've actually, they've, no, they've, they, yeah, they're fine. Still running a lucrative basketball team? Well, you have to think about it. He bought it for like 
nine like you bought it for what was it 300 million it's a, pistons are over a billion dollars yeah probably and they were probably. just they finished 12th in attendance last year yeah that's true and, and the teal jerseys sold like crazy yeah those big sean jerseys sold like hotcakes shout out to big sean they've been doing well with merch pistons are fine financially those concession prices i'm sure pay the salaries alone of all the players i don't know if he dick i don't know I don't know the rules on that because it's Illich owns Illich? the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if there is an agreement where he get. I don't know how that works. That's too much business for me. Well, I could find out, but I don't care enough. Find out live on the pod. Call someone. I'm not doing that. Hey guys, I know it's uh 11:30 on a Monday, in the middle of the summer, but who <laughs> who's in charge of concession prices at Little Caesars <laughs> Arena? Well, uh, I know. Okay. Illich, I think it's Illich, but I don't know how it's divvied up or I don't know. Go ahead. Let's veer this back onto the road from Aussie Piston. I'm still two, looking at this Pistons. Go ahead. Two more questions and we're out of here. I'm still looking at this Pistons roster and seeing a bottom five team. Which teams do you think this is comfortably better than or in the same tier as? We are better than Washington, 100% better than Washington. Right? I agree with that. I'm like most excited for the schedule to come out to see which team gets to start 1 0 by playing Washington <laughs> first. <laughs> Like whoever yeah. gets Washington first is starting one and zero. Food, yeah. That's I haven't food. gotten to. I haven't gotten this takeoff yet. Did Jordan Poole, by getting traded to Washington, did he just become the next D'Angelo Russell? Did he just become the next poster boy for good stats, bad teams, where he's gonna average like? I saw this. Is Jordan Poole gonna average twenty five a game? He might average like thirty. The answer is yes, but he also like watch it. Like watch him become James Harden. In Houston, just like crazy. D'Angelo Russell. I don't think he will. I don't know what's going on with him. He looks like he got put in witness protection. He's got to shave that beard. He looks crazy. (laughs) He's going through it. Uh, We're better than Washington. Same tier as we're still there with Orlando. Still the same tier as Houston. San Antonio, Charlotte. I was going to say Charlotte. Is San Antonio, though, did they kind of just – do they automatically get a bump as like a out of respect? Like maybe – no. You don't think so? No. See it to believe it? I'm not. Wemby's going to struggle to start. That's just where I'm at. Um, so, like, this is how I look at it. Like, I don't – your question is fair, but, like, who would have thought going into last year that OKC was better than New Orleans, Dallas, Utah, Portland, Houston, San Antonio, Toronto, Chicago, and like, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of got to see it play out. It comes down to what – and I've, I'm tired of saying it because I've said it a million times. If Cade is has a Shea Gilgis Alexander breakout, that's what it's going to take to flirt with 500 like OKC did, right? Like it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Cade was drafted to be better than Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when can he get there. So like if you're looking at the roster now and based off what you know about the guys and aren't factoring in further development, then yeah, it's probably a bottom five, bottom five roster. But that's not how it works, and it's hard to kind of predict. Like if you told me OKC was forty and forty two a year ago, I'd have told you you're crazy. Uh, if you would have told me Utah would have been thirty seven and forty five, I would have told you you're crazy, right? So it's like. Like, I think Utah could take a step back. Like, I thought they overachieved. They started hot. So, I don't know. Uh, I guess if you're just basing it off what you know about the guys, sure, they're still a bottom five team. But uh, 
you have to project a little bit, right? The Utah one's crazy because I wouldn't have just said like, you know, if you told me they're going to win 37 wins, like, ha, ha, ha. But add to that, what do you mean Laurie Markkinen's an all-star? What do you mean? Right. What do you mean I kind of a year later I'm like, do I like Laurie Markkinen? Do I like this experience? Like, What do you mean Kelly Olenek came alive? Yeah, right? He was terrible in Detroit. I can't believe, dude, it's it's the it's the end of October. It's a Wednesday night, and I'm actually up at 9 o'clock at night watching a jazz game. Like, I was excited to watch them because they were fun. All right, let's relax, but yeah. Uh, last question. Wow, dogs playing us off here. Last question, and then I'll go take care of this. Are the Teals coming back? Um, That I don't know. I thought there was a thing that they could – but if I'm not mistaken, they were technically like a anniversary jersey. I don't think they can come back. But um, so I don't think the teals can come back. But if they wanted to, I think they could like bring back the. Mar- I think you can only have one throwback jersey at a time. If I if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So I think though, if they want, they can bring back the mar- like if they wanted to bring back the red mar- the. The maroon era teals, right? They yeah, can do no, that. nope, nope. You don't do the like white those? ones. Just do the white ones. Just nah, do I'd the white have, ones. Nah, I'd rather have the the maroons. Those Ever fire. since Cade got drafted, we did. Uh, I say we. There was an edit that somebody did of him wearing those white teals, and I used it in a thumbnail for a YouTube video. And to this day, it's my favorite edit I've ever seen of Cade. I don't know if I've seen it. Got an album for us before we get out of here? You're, oh, hey, uh, no podcast next week, according to James. I learned this 45 minutes ago. What's going on? Vacation. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hey, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but there's a chance we've blocked off some days in August. There's a chance that we're going to be taking a trip to Puerto Rico. Like me and you? No, 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 no. Oh. Me, me and my betrothed. Oh, you and the lady. Yeah, sorry, I should have I should have led with that. Yeah, because it it's one of those things. It's like you don't need a passport, so it'll feel international, but it's not actually international. When, can you do me a favor when you get down there? Yeah. Can you convert your American money to Puerto Rican money, and then try to convert it back so I can maybe get the hundred and fifty dollars you've owned me for a year? I don't think don't they use U.S. currency down there? I think so, but I was just trying to make a. I was trying to let the people know Nick still hasn't paid me, and they'll never pay me. My thing with Puerto Rico that I'm excited for is birds. Do your do your uh, thing. Oh, you don't album. Have an album? Um, no podcast I mean, just, next week. I've just been playing the mess out of Larry June Great Escape. We can go with the uh, uh, Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia. Of course, they dropped an album earlier this year, Scare in the Hose Volume One. They dropped a like. A pack. I forgot what it's called, like the DSR pack or something like that, where it's just like five bonus songs. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, let me get the direct name or the correct name. Um, DLC pack. Yeah, sorry. Scaring the Hose DLC pack. Five more, four more songs from that. And, that, and that's been very good. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, that's my pick. When you were a kid, did you ever, like, was there any, like, video game that you, like, got DLC for and you were like, this is great? Like, I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, Black Ops DLC was, like, I stayed up all night for it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know what a DLC is. Is that downloadable content? Nice. Oh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, like, uh, expansions for games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess 
once I started like getting into ultimate teams, I think that's considered um, like like, for, in, like FIFA and Madden. Yeah, like ultimate team. Like I think there's like that's some microtransactions. That's microtransactions. Right, 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 right. But there's also like they add like jerseys and different stuff. I guess. And oh, okay. Add yeah, new I don't players. Okay. New cards. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ultimate Team is like I'm convinced that it's a grift, it's a scam. EA should be held accountable for this for what they've it, done to the game community. It's definitely gambling, like there should be Yeah. But it's it's fun. Like you get to build your team and I mean people are addicted to opening packs, right? Like that's where the gamble comes in. I think the next time there we do a Geneva convention when the world gets together and it's like, "Hey, let's talk about Geneva convention stuff." They need to be like EA can't do microtransactions ever again, and they need to relinquish the Madden license and the FIFA license. And yeah, don't take my fun. Uh, no, someone else should make those games. Those games are horrible. No, this is you don't mean this. Come on, you just. I love EA. What they do with FIFA? Wow, which is no longer FIFA. It's now. uh, They don't work with FIFA. It's just EA. What's it called now? I forgot. Something. But yeah, the FIFA's dropped. I didn't even know that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. I have to use the restroom so bad. We will catch you guys in two weeks. Peace. Peace.